Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. It's a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. Back with me is Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman. Eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and a fleet of 247 Sports. Hey, buddy, what's up? What's up, Ben? How's it going? Good, man. How you been this week? Good. Just um, just got a head coaching gig, and um, I am the head coach of my kids' OPC softball team. So um, we had had our first practice tonight, and um, I was excited. We got some girls that can absolutely play. You almost had me. You almost had me thinking that you were about to break <laughs> some news on this podcast. I'm not gonna lie. No, no, no coaching news for me. I, um, I, I'm excited to be retired and get to spend some time with my girls. Um, it's, it, it is really cool to see them get better with me being around more and, um, getting to work with them. It's, it's really cool to watch them improve. Ole Miss baseball is on the road, traveling to Texas A&M for a three game set this weekend with the Aggies coming off a sweep of South Carolina. Also football, pay attention to the portal. It is popping right now. The transfer portal. What are the needs when you look at Ole Miss? Do you think what is a top Ole Miss's shopping list? Do you think? Well, I think it's it's pretty much obvious. I mean, I, we need a veteran tight end. We need we need we need a tight end that's that's proven um, to at least be able to play. I, I think we I think we have a you know Hudson Wolf's obviously going to be a good talent, but I really don't want to go into the season just relying on um, on a on a freshman to to carry the load. You'd like to bring in a guy with experience, so you have those two as a combo. Um, you know, the the Kelly kid getting hurt um, obviously was a hurt us just a little bit as I think he would have gotten better and, um, and, and contribute there. But I, I just think I, I would feel much more comfortable if, um, if we, if we get a bet, you know, an older tight end, maybe, maybe it would have been nice to have you both back, but, um, you know, he, he moved on. Here's what I'm hearing about Trey Berry, Jacksonville state tight end. It was inevitably going to come up and I can't speak to the reporting of anyone else. Also a distinction needs to be made just because somebody on my website reports what he's hearing rumors, rumblings, whatever he wants to call them, does not mean that the Ole Miss spirit is reporting that. It means that that person is reporting that. He does not speak for the whole group, just as I don't speak for the whole group. Just keep that in mind as I move forward here. We've been consistent on this podcast since January. Both Brad and I, it's well-sourced, and we've said it repeatedly. We said Ole Miss was going to prioritize tight end in the transfer market. Well, the market is heated up here in May. Trey Berry, he's hit the portal. I was not the first to report Trey Berry as an option. I got beat on it. It happens. Trey Berry was first reported as an option by Rebel Grove. Cool. We first reported about Randy Clemens. Did we get credit over there? No. I don't care. I do not have an adversarial relationship with anybody on this beat. Let me be more specific. I do not have an adversarial relationship with Neil McCready and Chase Parham. They're both friends of mine. The site war stuff has to stop. We don't directly compete with each other. I understand that there are some at the Spirit and there are some at Rebel Grove that don't like each other. I am not one of them. I don't care. I do know this. Trey Berry is absolutely being pursued by Ole Miss in the transfer portal. Actually, I would be surprised if and when Ole Miss adds a tight end that Trey Berry is not that guy. I fully expect it to be him. This is dumb Ole Miss sports. That's that. But as far as other offers going out, Ole Miss has offered UAB defensive tackle Tony Fair, a 6'3", 335-pounder. He entered the transfer portal just a few days ago. 
What about need there when you think about a defensive tackle? Ole Miss obviously signed two JUCO defensive tackles in Isaiah Eiton and Jamon Gordon, but if they were to land a Tony Fair or maybe a comparable, how does that fit? How does that work as far as what they need? Well, I think if you look at it, the the scope of the D-line, I think that, that if you look there, it's like, hey, I do not want to – I mean, we did sign the two JUCO guys that, that look pretty promising, but – you know, all hands on deck at that position. I mean, let, let's not go into the season and assume anything. Let's um, let's if there's a guy available there, uh, we'll we'll certainly take him. I mean, that that's a position that that they know has to get better, so so the defense can can get better overall. And and last year, I mean, it was just it was really bad to watch. Um, you know, we just we just had nothing there. And um, I, I think I think they really want to overload that position and and get some production there to, just to be sure. And if there's a good body out there, hell, bring him in. Quarterback might be a position that they take a look, but obviously only having, I think, three scholarships to offer unless you can get somebody to walk on. Quarterback might be a luxury, but when you look at, God forbid, anything happening to Matt Corral, the idea of him going down, which quarterback, Kincaid Dent or Luke Altmaier, maybe even John Rice Plumley steps in to try to pick up the slack, would quarterback be within the same conversation as tight end, defensive tackle, maybe edge, or is that a luxury at this point? I just feel like a quarterback would be really hard to find. Like, how do you sell sell to a quarterback and say, hey, um, come be our backup? You know, most times when guys are transferring, they're transferring to come play um, or go play. I, I just I think that's a hard sell. To find a quality quarterback, unless he was a younger guy that thought, hey, he could be the starter after Corral, I could see that. But but getting an older guy w- w- would be really tough. And I, and I think you're right. I think you – you know, you go with potentially, you know, you, you got, you got three okay options behind them. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if Matt Corral goes down, um, you know, it goes without saying the season's probably not going to be what people think it's going to be at that point. I think Jaron Handy is a target where he ranks at top of the most wanted list. I don't know. I don't think Brandon Turnage is necessarily going to be a target, though there is a rumor that I'd heard for a long time that he was going to walk on after he left Alabama. So we'll see. I'm sure he'll have scholarship opportunities elsewhere because if there's one position group that doesn't really need help, it's the secondary, can you believe it? But when I look at what Ole Miss needs and what they're looking for, tight end, offensive line, defensive tackle, defensive end, those really just stand out. And receiver potentially as well. But they've got receivers that they could get by. It's got to be the right kind of guy for what they're looking for. If it's not the perfect fit, then you go with best available at the other positions because I think there are more glaring needs than wide receiver. That, like quarterback, is more of a luxury, though there is more of a need there at slot than there is for a backup quarterback. But I think after tight end and defensive tackle slash edge, there would probably be a good argument, and you and I have talked about this before, of finding a third tackle because I don't think there's a third tackle on the roster. Yeah, I think I think an experienced O-lineman, a, a tackle would be really good or maybe a center that, that could come in and put Ben Brown back at guard um, would be great. But yeah, I think, um, I think Melton would, would be the the other tackle, but I mean, he's getting a lot of time at guard. So um, yeah, I guess if somebody else were to get hurt at tackle, he could go out to tackle, um, you know, kind of be the third tackle while, while starting as well. But I mean, yeah, he's um, I think a, a, a third guy would be, would certainly make me feel more comfortable if one of the, one of the main guys went down. Before we jump into the mailbag, Ole Miss, like I said, swept South Carolina last weekend, Texas A&M this weekend. Huge hosting implications that come with Texas A&M this weekend. You go and take care of business. You win two or three. You sweep. You're in perfect position. I think 40 wins overall is what you need to be a national host. The only way to do that is to go to Texas A&M, take care of business. You did exactly what you needed to do against South Carolina and swept South Carolina, a team that you were directly competing against. Now can you do work the rest of the way? And then it comes down to that big-time Vanderbilt series at home because then a lot could be riding on that as far as national host implications for Ole Miss because I think everybody believes Vanderbilt's going to finish as a national seed, but Ole Miss, can you take care of business at home when two or three not going to sweep, but win two or three against Vanderbilt and also take care of business against the rest of the schedule as you close out the regular season and be in that perfect national seed position. So you're looking at Ole Miss baseball right now. What are your thoughts and kind of where they are? Have they righted the ship in your opinion? Well, I think I was honestly shocked, man. It was like they just kind of quietly came out and just dominated South Carolina. I thought that was, um, I definitely didn't expect that. I know that was, that was a, I mean, that was a quality opponent. So 
Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping this is hoping that was the LSU game was a turning point. We certainly have a winnable series this weekend. I mean, this goes out saying, listen, A&M is not a very good team, but we are going on the road and we can't take them lightly. So if we go out there and play focus, we should win this series and, and a sweep would be huge. Um, I, I, I just think that, um, yeah, I mean, we're hopefully Elko, I saw he came back, which is really cool. If he can get back in the lineup, provide some, provide another bat. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're on the right track. I mean, I'm telling you, this team is as, as crazy as it felt, has felt all year. It's been kind of up and down here and there, but you know, you get, you get hot at the right time. I think the talent's there. We got two really good pitchers, get the bullpen, maybe some stability. I mean, it's not crazy to say that we can't. Um, win five games and get to Omaha. I mean, I, I feel like that it's, it's, you know, we're just as good a chance as any other year. Um, and, and this year doesn't feel like it to a lot of people that we're, that we're going to make it. But, I mean, heck, you never know, man. This, this team's got the talent to get there. That's that's the one thing that is promising. Before we jump to the mailbag, Trey Berry, Jacksonville State, tight end, 6'7", 245, a grad transfer. If he does end up at Ole Miss, you've watched a little bit of him. What's the Bradley South scouting report? Um, so yeah, I watched him. I mean, he looks, he looks fairly athletic. I mean, he's, he's a little bit smaller. Um, and he didn't really put up crazy numbers at Jacksonville state, but, um, you know, I, I think he would be a, an older veteran that would be, you know, he would, he would fit right into the mix. I think that would make him feel a little more comfortable having a guy like that, um, especially with him being six, seven, you know, they probably put up 10 pounds on him or so, and uh, I'm not sure how he's going to block, but I mean, he certainly is a body that, that is intriguing and, um, he, he does have a, have a good, good, nice looking build. So it would certainly give us a body in that room that, um, that could contribute. And that's what we're going to need this year. We're going to need somebody. He doesn't have to be great in every area. Just be great in the one area that they need you to be. And that is stretching the field at tight end. Cause that's what Lane Kiffin needs for his offense, right? He needs a tight end that can stretch it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you look, um, I mean, the scheme that he runs for the tight end is, um, I mean, it, it is really, really a solid scheme. So um, I don't know if that hurt Yaboa, you know, because I know there was a lot of, you know, I talked to one scout that said, you know, some of the stuff that he was doing, you know, a lot of it was wide open type stuff, um, you know, which, you know, is a lot of it says how creative Lane is with the, with the tight end. So as you've seen in the, in the bowl game, I mean, even, even Kelly was, I mean, he got some good, good looks and made some catches. So, um, yeah, a really athletic body would benefit us, you know, greatly because because a, a guy, you know, a guy that can make some plays with the way the scheme has a tight end. I mean, it, it it will help us out big time. Enough screwing around. It's time to open the talk of champions mailbag. Brought to you by Modern Woodman. Mail time. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Opening up the Modern Woman mailbag in this edition of Talk of Champions. First up is Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. Brad, purely based off of the experience, would you rather be a Friday ace, a Saturday starter, a Sunday starter, or a closer for a top 10 college baseball team? Um... I, I, it's, I, I'm torn between two. I'd like to be the Friday guy, a really solid Friday guy. It'd be cool to come out there and get that first win. But there's something really cool about a closer, man. Like if you're that guy, I mean, I respect the guy that can come there and close out the game. And it's always, it's always fun when you watch those college baseball games. You know, like hey, when you get to the eighth inning, like the Scott Biddle days and the, some of our other good closures we've had over the years, you get to that eighth, ninth inning, you're like, okay, the game's over. Like you really don't have to sweat it. If you randomly lose one, it's like few and far between. So a good closer is like, I mean, I think a good closer would be fun. It's either closer or Friday night starter. Friday night starter, you're getting the best of the best. I would want to be facing off with the best of the best. If I'm also included amongst the best of the best, does that mean I'm Kumar Rocker? Does that mean I'm Gunnar Hoagland? If that's the case, I want to be the Friday night starter. Martin Krotz, my good buddy Martin Krotz at Krotz Martin. If Brad got into WWE, what would his gimmick be? Big bad Brad, the pig farmer from Mississippi. <laughs> that's hilarious. I don't know. I, I watch no WWE. I watch no action figure type stuff. So that's going to have to be for you, Ben. I would call you the Mississippi nightmare, Bradley Sal, because you have a good wrestling name. Bradley Sal is unique. So the Mississippi nightmare, I'll be your manager. You just stand there and look intimidating. And I'll be the one that steps on the mic. Call me Eagle Eye Ashley Draper. 
and uh, I'll sell you. I'll sell you to the audience. Boom. We've got a winner right then <laughs> and there. I'll have the belts on you in a month. Blue-collared, comma, hard-nosed, at hard-nosed15, would you please go in-depth on how you would personally manage this bullpen? It just seems like a nightmare scenario that could be holding this team back. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, you got, yeah, I'm certain, I'm certainly broad. So you got Broadway. I mean, obviously he's best option at the bullpen. It comes in later in between there. I mean, the, the, I guess diamond for sure. And then Myers is, is, is shown a little bit, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a, they're just been so inconsistent. Like the, the, the guys will go on streaks where they do fine and then they'll get to explode it. And then, um, you know, the next guy does good for a little while, but then you look at Doherty. I mean, what a, what a story Jack Doherty's been. I mean, he's actually a, I mean, the dude got a random start. I'll never forget. I text you like, Hey, this kid's starting. Well, who is he? And he was throwing like 94 and you had no clue who he was. Well, now he's part of like the, I mean, he's part of, he's one of the guys. I mean, he's almost the go-to guy of the bullpen right now, which is, which is crazy. Yes. I refer to him as Jack freaking Doherty. I have placed myself as the head of the table of the Jack Doherty fan club. So, yes, I had no clue who he was, but now I'm all aboard. What you're trying to do is get a bridge to Taylor Broadway. Now, Ole Miss is TBA for Sunday. That means that it might not be Drew McDaniel starting on Sunday. It might be back to Derek Diamond. We know it's one of those two options. So what I would do is rely on Jack Doherty, the hot hand, rely on Derek Diamond, who's really coming into his own as a bullpen arm, leave Drew McDaniel where he is, hope it works out, and if it doesn't, adjust but throw Wes Burton. Wes Burton has got results for days. I think he hadn't pitched in 10 days and didn't throw on Tuesday against Arkansas State. It made no sense. He hadn't pitched in 10 days. Wes Burton has some experience, and he has good enough stuff. So give me the guys that are giving me results. Braden Forsyth, unfortunately, who finished the year last year as the closer, isn't giving you results. Brandon Johnson isn't giving you results. Josh Mallett, Cody Adcock, on and on down the line. Right now, the biggest, most obvious fix is allowing some opportunity to Wes Burton because every time he's been given some opportunity, he's been pretty darn good. Now, here's something that intrigues me a little bit. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's a little bit outside of the box. Start Wes Burton on Sunday. Have Drew McDaniel and Derek Diamond as bullpen options. Wes Burton came here as a starter because Sundays, they've been a little bit of an adventure. So if you're looking to fortify your bullpen behind Gunner and Doug, who are both going to give you great starts far more often than not, try that maybe. But if it were me, the first thing I would do is I would ride Wes Burton until he bucked me. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. All right, Brad, you're the head coach of Ole Miss football. Who would be on your football staff if you had to comprise it of only former players from 2008 to current players? Oh, that's actually a great question. Um, my offensive coordinator, since he's got a little experience, would probably be maybe Bo Wallace, just because he's he's working in that in that space. Um, I'd make him my OC. I kind of like his fire. Um, my O line coach would be. You can't you can't really do a good player as an O line coach. You want a kid that's like a grinder, like Reed Neely. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was just about to spit that name out. Yeah, Reed Neely would be like a great O-line coach. I don't know if he'd want to do something like that, but he'd be my O-line coach. And then, um, I don't know. I mean, tight, tight. we won't get too deep. We'll just do the coordinators. Defensive coordinator would be, give me like a Marche Green. I feel like he would have so much energy as a coach. A Marche or a, um, a Kendrick Lewis, those guys bring, bring some really good energy. Shea Hodge would coach wide receivers. Running backs, probably oh, yeah. Brandon Bolden. Tight end, I have yep. no idea. I can't come up with anything. Defensive line, Jarrell Poe. Edge, Kentrell Lockett, maybe. Um, linebackers, Joel Kite will double up as D coordinator and linebackers coach. I'm filling out the staff for Brad. See, Brad's the Lane Kiffin here. He's just hired to be the guy. I I'm the one that's got to come in and fill out a staff for him. And Marche Green, coaching quarterbacks. And Kendrick Lewis, coaching safeties. Boom, done. There you go. Done, sir. Blue collared, comma, hard nosed at hard nosed 15. If you could coach at any school for football, basketball, and baseball besides Ole Miss, which schools would you choose? Um, at football, I don't know, probably a, a Stanford or a or Harvard or something like that. I always, I, I'm always, I'm really, 
intrigued by the Ivy League and like the really smart schools. Those those guys are always always interesting dudes. I'd probably coach you one of those just to just to see what that was like. And then basketball, I don't even know, man. I mean, Gonzaga or something. Just is a school that wins would be great. That that would be a pretty cool area. And then um, baseball, probably an ACC school, probably a Clemson or something like that. Baseball would be Vanderbilt because I could uh, manipulate scholarships. Basketball, I'd probably go with Texas just because I like Austin and I think I could actually win at Texas. And then football, Northwestern, because I looked at their practice field on Twitter and it was awesome. So that's what I'd do. Going to get right back to the mailbag, answering all of your questions after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and you hear from BNA Bank, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Finally, at long last, Oxford is getting back to normal. The sun is shining. Those dreary winter months, they're behind us. Better yet, you actually get to experience Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What a world. What better way to get there than in a new car, truck, or Jeep? The only place to go for your next vehicle is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. They'll take care of you. And I know, because I've bought a car there myself. And the experience was too easy. Seamless, even. Their only goal is to get you in the vehicle you've always wanted at a good price. So reach out today. Don't wait. Give them a call. 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's 2201 East University Avenue. Just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Sheep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. West Jenkins at West Jenkins 11. Are Javante Payton and Jaron Handy targets for Ole Miss in the portal? Javante Payton ended up at Tennessee. But yes, Jaron Handy is a target for Ole Miss. Now, where he ranks amongst the most wanted, I don't know. I don't know if they really, really want to go after him and pursue him, but he is on the list of guys they're at least interested in. Justin Bush at Bush Justin D. Out of all available options, who would you put at first base? Justin Bench, because that's where the need is. Center field, I would start John Rice Plumley and let him have a little bit of a run. Yes, I know he struggled in limited time lately, but his OPS is still 900 or something. So I'd start him in center field. He helps out the defense with Kevin Graham and Hayden Leatherwood in left and right, respectively. Second base would be Peyton Chatney. Shortstop would be TJ McCants. Jacob Gonzalez would be at third, and Justin Bench would be at first. He gives me a great defensive first baseman. And that way, Kale Baker could serve as the everyday designated hitter. At catcher, Hayden Dunhurst, obviously, but now Calvin Harris is actually getting reps at catcher. He cleared his throwing program the weekend of the Arkansas series. No one knew this until Bianco told us on Tuesday. No one had any clue. Calvin Harris, who had Tommy John surgery in the fall and was told initially that he probably wasn't going to be able to play all year, not only does he hit his way into some meaningful at-bats this year, but now he's actually throwing? What would you do at first base? I still think Graham. I, I don't know. I, I just I think Graham there, his body type kind of fits it, and then that way you can put Bench in the outfield. Um, I feel like he, he, he's just so fast, man. It's hard to take him out of the outfield, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, first off, you just go with who can hit. I mean, but who, it, defensively, I mean, it, it is what it is, but you know, just go with who can hit. And, um, I, I wonder in the future, how Bianco is going to handle the, the, the Harris Dunhurst, obviously Dunhurst is going to be the catcher, but I, I, maybe, maybe Harris is the first baseman next year. Well, what you can do is alternate them catcher and designated hitter. That's what Mike Bianco wants. At catcher, he wants two capable catchers. Think Nick Fortes and Cooper Johnson. Same deal. Hayden Dunhurst is unequivocally the starter and an MLB prospect, one of the best catchers in the country. But Calvin Harris, when he signed with Ole Miss, had that same kind of pedigree. Justin Bush at Bush Justin D. What are your top five sandwiches of all time? And anything goes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, top five sandwiches. So... 
All right, I got. I'll go three. I'll give you three. I can't think of five sandwiches. I mean, so number one. So number one, I would go with probably a meatball sub. Um, number two would be like an egg sandwich. Um, not an egg salad, but if you're from the south, you know what an egg sandwich is—a fried egg sandwich. And then number three, if you're and also a southern um, delicacy, is would be a tomato sandwich. Um, you, you really don't. You really don't know what that is unless you're really from the deep south. So I'd probably go with those top three. And then probably some kind of, I don't know, turkey club or something before. And then five, I can't even think of a fifth salad. Philly cheesesteak, a good grilled cheese, chicken salad sandwich, muffalata. And then, yeah, I'll go a turkey club. Chicken salad's a sleeper too. Yeah. I mean, if you get a good one, it's it's a fire sandwich. My mother-in-law makes the best chicken salad you'll ever eat. Or just go to James Food Mart there in Oxford. <laughs> I used to go all during college, man. <laughs> I wrecked that place. Did that? Did they pay you for that ad or what? I mean, just no. give them a little. I like it. No, James Food Mart is uh, in a gas station. I doubt that they really want to splurge on an ad here on Talking <laughs> James. If you do, you're welcome. Come on, because I love your chicken salad. Every time I go to Oxford, I buy some. Blue collared, comma hard nosed at hard nosed fifteen. If you were the athletics director of your school, which hires would you make for the three major sports? Um, is this aside from the hires that we already have? I guess so. Yeah, we'll call it that. So, I mean, it's, it's, can we get it? I mean, it, it's a kind of a loaded question here. If we can have any coach we want, then obviously right. we want Nick Saban. We want Nick Saban um, in football and then basketball. We'll take whoever the hell is coaching Gonzaga. Don't even know his name, but we'll take him. Mark Few. Uh, yep, we'll take we'll take him because he doesn't ever seem to lose a game. Um, and maybe Baylor's coach too. Baylor's coach was, was good. So we'll, we'll do one of the championship coaches. And then in, um, what did I miss? Bas- basketball, then, then baseball. Give me, I don't know, who's a good baseball coach out there? I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head that uh, I'd want. Jim Schlossnagel, Dan McDonald. We'll take, um, I don't know, man. I mean, but who, who's got a long history of winning? Let's go with, um, we'll go with LSU's coach. Oh, he's he's, yeah. he's going to be available anyways pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, Paul Maneri's about to be fired, so yeah, okay, take him. Um, I don't know what that question is asking of us because obviously we just take the best of each sport. Now, if you're asking me for rising stars, that's a different question. I would argue if we're going rising stars, I would argue Ole Miss has the – I mean, he's not really rising stars, he's already a good coach, but I would I would argue that Ole Miss has probably one of the hottest coaches in the in the game, and we're going to see if, we, if he wins this year, you're, you're going to see how just how hot he is. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. If Ole Miss has no NCAA problems, does Peyton go to Ole Miss? Yes. 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 Haven't we answered this a lot? I feel like we've answered this a lot. About Peyton Manning? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a rebel. I mean, obviously, you're not, you're not going to send the best player in the nation to a school on probation, period. Yeah, and he was more of a Archie fanboy than Eli or Cooper. And Cooper was there. If Cooper doesn't get hurt... Along with the probation, it's a no doubter. Can you imagine Ole Miss, Peyton Manning? At Ole, Ole, I mean, come on, I can't even. But anyways, That's, we're that still just... talking about it. in 2021. The man's retired from the NFL. My dad still talks about it. My dad is the biggest Ole Miss fan ever. And Eli Manning played here and won two Super Bowls. But we didn't go to those two Super Bowls. No, 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 no. We went to the Super Bowls that Peyton went to. He was a fan of Peyton. He loved Eli, but Peyton was the chosen one. He was the next in line, right? He was second in line to Archie, and he didn't come to Ole Miss. And, like, Ole Miss fans can't let that go. It's crazy, man. If Peyton is so – listen, obviously, if you could have chosen one school other than Ole Miss for Peyton, I mean, where, where are you choosing for, for him? That would make you much happier because Tennessee is just like, God, seeing him in, in Tennessee uniform is yeah. – Texas. Yeah, I was about to say, somewhere, somewhere way out there where we don't get any of their games on TV. Brody Clayton at Brody Allen. Have you watched the new WWE Most Wanted Treasures show? If so, thoughts? I have not watched anything wrestling in years. I just got tired of it. And apparently, Roman Reigns is finally exactly what I wanted him to be. And he's been really fun and doing great heel work, but I wouldn't know because I quit watching. Scotty P at Scotty underscore LBs. With the football season right around the corner... What position do you think that John Rice Plumley will end up playing this season? And what position do you feel the team needs his talents? Well, so I've, I've said this multiple times. People think he's going to be a slot receiver. I don't think that's the case. I just think he's just an athlete on offense. I mean, there's going to be design plays for him. There's going to be packages that where he can be in the backfield matched up against linebackers, where there will be plays where he is at wide receiver. 
you know, like sweeps to him, just all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's just a really athletic, fast guy that needs to be involved some kind of way. And um, that's how they're going to use him. I don't, I, I don't know what position they're going to actually classify him as. Um, still maybe quarterback, who knows. But I, I think when you're looking at him position-wise, it's going to be kind of a, a whole bag of tricks. I mean, he's they're going to find a way to get the guy the ball in space, um, whether it be wide receiver, running back, somewhere along the lines. I, I, I personally kind of like him at running back, um, some, kind of, some kind of package back. We've kind of slammed the door on the whole transfer idea, right? I would think so. I mean, if, if he transferred, I'd be really shocked. He's, he's becoming a, a, a solid part of the baseball team. Um, and he's, he's going to have a solid role in football. I mean, if he were to transfer, I mean, surely he doesn't think he's an NFL quarterback. That, that would be the only reason so he can go play quarterback somewhere. But if you're not going to go play quarterback, why not stay at an SEC school, play, play two sports, and, and give yourself the best chance of, of making it to the next level? So um, he's in a good position. People here love him. Um, I mean, the guy could really – he could do anything, and, and they, they, they go crazy. So, I mean, I don't know why he'd want to leave, leave that, kind of, that kind of environment. Let me throw a scenario at you. It's the second quarter in the season opener against Louisville. Ole Miss is up 14-7 against Louisville. Matt Corral goes down with an injury. Who goes in at quarterback? I think they would put Den in there. Um, See, I just, think they'd go to John Rice Plumley just because he's produced before. Well, it just depends on what they're going to have him doing in camp. You know, like if they're going to have him doing and all, involved in all these other packages, are they just going to take all his plays out? Or, um, you know, I mean, when you're playing a different position, I mean, you get a little banged up at times. I mean, the dude's going to have some some banged up hands and whatever. I mean, it's, it, you can't just say, Hey, Oh, now he's a quarterback and, and have him going. I mean, he's going to have a, a his shoulders going to be hurting a little more. He's going to get hit. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a fine line. I don't know if you can just, once you commit to putting him at a different position, just randomly throw him there at quarterback's going to be tough. So I don't know, maybe Altmaier. I mean, maybe he's, maybe he comes on with having the, you know, he got to have a spring. It wasn't going to, maybe he's, maybe he goes in there. I mean, you can play a certain amount of games and still red shirt. So, um, you know, I think I think he, he could potentially go in there. Josh Daniels well. at Dr. Underscore Daniels. Hey, Spirit Ben, big fan of the podcast. Two questions. Number one, you can only choose one and you have to face the other with Omaha on the line. Are you taking Gunner or Doug? Ooh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. You only get one and you're facing the other. Oh, my God. I'm taking I'm taking Hoagland. I'm I'm I'll face Doug. I think that Hoagland just gets so many freaking strikeouts, man. But Doug will be telling me uh, that's that's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> I would take Doug, and I don't feel good about it because Gunner's a first rounder. He's great. What a great question. Holy cow. Oh man. But Doug has been on that stage before, and he's been doing it since he was a freshman. I mean, Gunner wasn't very good as a freshman at all. Sophomore year, he was awesome. And this year, he's one of the best pitchers in college baseball. But Doug gets slept on a little bit because of how good Gunner is. But Doug has pitched in those big moments. So I would take Doug, but also I wouldn't feel good about it because Gunner's one of the best pitchers in all of college baseball. Number two, do you own any Safe Moon? The cryptocurrency? I don't. Do you, Brad? Don't get me started on crypto. So I have, um, I don't have any Safe Moon because it's not offered. I can't, it, I can't buy it on Robinhood. But um, I only buy my crypto on Robinhood. I am Dogecoin, which I would get when it drops. If it drops back to the low 40s, I'd get it, um, get in on it. And then I got, I picked up an absolute gem about two nights ago. I bought Ethereum Classic. Ethereum Classic was right around about 79, 80 bucks. And literally in two days, it was, it, it reached 186. Right now it's a little bit lower. Um, and then I got Ethereum. I'm waiting on Bitcoin to drop to to grab some Bitcoin. But Robinhood, you can you can buy fractions of of the crypto, so it makes it, it makes it a, you know you can put you know respectable amount of cash in there without it getting getting too risky. So yeah, I, I'm I'm big into investing. That's that's my thing, man. I'm I'm all day every day with it. Next mailbag. If you have any questions about investing, throw them to Brad because he's apparently about to school me too. No joke. This is what we were talking about before we sat down and record. We were talking about cryptocurrency and investing. I have never invested in anything, and I would like to grow my savings account. And apparently, Brad knows how to do that. So yeah, Brad's the guy. Daddy day trader over here. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I watch. I watch it a lot. COVID free MD at Dan E D N E Y M D. What do you think about allowing undrafted underclassmen to return to college to finish their eligibility in all sports? I'm all for freedom of movement. I love it. I love the idea. I think that it should absolutely be a rule. That's one of my, that's one thing that, 
I wish they would implement. I don't know if they're what, what the holdback would be. I'd have to think about it deeper, but, um, I mean, you think a guy like Kenny Yeboah, I mean, that was crappy to see, um, you know, him not get drafted because we all thought he was going to get drafted, but, um, talked to a few scouts. They said he, you know, he pulled his Emmy, um, at the pro day and, and, and the real question on him was his 40 time. What would it look like? What kind of receiver was he? And that, that may be the thing that, um, you know, that held him back there and not being able to get, get a, get a legit 40 time. Maybe if it was a combine, he would have, but how cool would it be if a guy like him would say, you know what, that's bull crap. I knew I was a draft pick. I can come back this year and, and put a full year together. And, and if he does and doesn't opt out and all that and plays a full SEC year, 12 games, he's probably a thousand yard tight end. Um, and then, then, then you're talking about something different. Maybe he's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, my point is they should, they should absolutely be able to come back as an undrafted guy. They should be able to come back, but it would be difficult for the colleges, for the NFL organizations. It would change a lot as far as the money you commit to undrafted free agents. It would also create a lot of uncertainty for an Ole Miss, for example, in regards to its roster and uh, what it does in the fall recruiting period and spring recruiting period what players they go after and things like that. Maybe you kind of tailor it to the basketball model. And in basketball, you can declare for the draft and go through the process. But if you don't sign with an agent, you can come back. Same thing here. Maybe there's a middle ground to where if a Kenny Yaboa pulls his hamstring at the pro day, it's before the deadline. I know that that's hurt my draft stock. I get a good read of the room. I decide I'm going to come back. That should be allowed. I don't think just because a kid declares in football that it should be over. I think there should be a little bit of some give, just like there is in basketball. You can declare, not sign with an agent. TD did it. Devontae did it. Brian did it. They all did it. And they just gauged where yeah. they were. And they got some draft feedback. But, but if, you look, if you look at the flip side of that, though, then – then you have the whole. And I didn't even think about this as, as as I was as I was talking. You have the whole other side. Then you have juniors from everywhere just saying, you know what, I'm gonna go enter the draft and take my chance. If I get drafted, cool, I'll go. If not, I'll come back. Then it creates this crazy amount of uncertainty. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there would have, there would have to be some kind of restrictions on it. But I mean, it, it wouldn't be very common, um, you know, if it, where a guy like Yabo would literally go and draft. He may be the only. I don't know if it was. He may be the only guy in the Senior Bowl that didn't get drafted. I'd, I'd have to check and look, but. Um, a guy like that, I mean, you'd make room for him. You don't really care what, I mean, we take you bow all day right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, there would have to be some real tedious rules, rules, you know, Pacific rules to it. But I think that it would be nice for a guy like that to be to come back if he, if he chose. Beham Ole Miss club at Beham rebel club roster updates for basketball. The roster is done. I mean, the only possibilities are Hadim returning and also, they're going to continue to monitor the transfer portal, but it's got to be the right guy because right now they're filled up, so there aren't any other roster updates. Given basketball's current recruiting infrastructure, what should be the realistic expectations for Kermit? Going to the NCAA tournament twice every five years? Anybody that thinks he shouldn't get five years, I think uh, doesn't quite understand the challenge that is Ole Miss basketball. Beham Ole Miss Club at Beham Rebel Club. Off topic, sorry Brad. What do you think Sony will do with Spider-Man, live action or strictly animation? Have you seen the Morbius trailer? Any thoughts? I have seen the Morbius trailer. I just think Jared Leto is terrible. I love Morbius as a character, as a standalone character. I don't know if that's going to work. Morbius, I don't know if you can really just do the whole one-off with villains of the Spider-Man universe. But as far as using Spider-Man, I think Sony understands that they have a good deal going with Marvel. And the best thing to do is to keep that relationship but ultimately, Sony's going to have to be able to do its own property, standalone movie. Eventually, Spider-Man's going to revert back to Sony for a standalone film. But will it be canon with Marvel? I don't know. Ole Sports at Rebel Sports Talk. Incoming pitchers for next year. Any lefties? I don't know. I haven't looked at the list. I'm sorry. How many current baseballers do you think will transfer after this season? I put the over-under at three and a half. It depends on what they have coming in and how the roster numbers work out because there was an allowance for extra roster spots because of COVID. Now, they've already had one player transfer out this week, actually. Let me look it up. Let me find him. Hold on, Brad. I'm sorry. So this week, Jacob Payne, pitcher, he transferred. So there's one. If a pitcher's transferring, if there's a pitcher that didn't get in with the way this staff's been struggling, then yeah, then that's, that's concerning. What um, I mean, I, I I think a candidate. I think the most likely transfer candidate will be someone like Trey Lafleur. I think that um, 
you know, he really, I think he probably feels like he can, he can play and, um, you know, got kind of limited opportunities. And it's just going to be, once we go through another recruiting cycle, we're going to have a lot of guys back that are going to contribute. Then you're going to add a few more. And it's just like, how far down does he fall? You know, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if someone like that end up transferring. Trey LaFleur, Hudson Sapp. I'm just throwing names out there that would seem like obvious candidates. Trey LaFleur is a great one, though. I think that one makes all the sense in the world because the kid could go find a much better opportunity somewhere else. Ole Miss Sports at Rebel Sports Talk. I think no matter what, Dontario Drummond is the slot wide receiver most of the season. We shall see Braylon Brown and J.J. Henry both have immediate impacts when they arrive. Brad? Yeah, I don't I don't know if, if, if Drummond is going to quite fit the slot. Um, I think it's a... It's a they, they really look for a special kind of guy, more shifty kind of guy than, than Drummond. Um, they may use him in there sometimes, but, um, I mean, he'll certainly be a big part of the offense. And um, J.J., I mean, I can't wait to see it. J.J. Henry has not been on campus yet, so I can't wait to see what he looks like live. And, um, yeah, Braylon Brown definitely shed some flashes. Nubby at NubSup69. That will never not be funny to me. Question for both. What Ole Miss football player surprised you the most? by dominating in practice, but not carrying it over into games. Carlton Martin. Yeah, Carlton was good. Um, I love this guy, and I hate to have to say this, but Rishaw Johnson um, was, he was unreal in practice, man. But uh, when he got in the game, he would he would freak out a little bit. He'd kind of go the wrong way every now and then. Trey Porter at CRPIII. Where is Trey LaFleur? On the bench. Andy Timmons at AH Timmons. Number one. Is this it for Kermit if he doesn't make the tournament? No. Number two, projected starting five. I would say Jarkel Joyner slash Deshaun Ruffin at the one, at the two, Ty Fagan at the three, Luis Rodriguez at the four, Jamin Brakefield, and at the five, Nasir Brooks. Number three, do you name Jeff Levy the coach in waiting to try to hold him in place should Lane go elsewhere after this year? I don't think giving him the coach in waiting title would mean anything at all for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I just you're right. I think he's going to be, well, all, con, assuming that the offense is as good as it was this past year, produces, um, you know, same type of numbers. I think it will be really. Um, I mean, I just think he's going to be a really good coaching candidate. I mean, I think that um, whether he's coaching waiting or not, um, the only way that he gets his job is if Lane wins and leaves. Um, other than that, I mean, he's going to be a head coach somewhere after this season, whether it be, you know, no, no telling what will open up. You just don't know at this point. But, yeah, I don't think that that really helps him stay or not stay. A lot of stuff has to happen. Kenneth Collins at Rebel Fan 68 Pitching matchup you're most looking forward to, Gunnar Hoagland, Kumar Rocker, or Doug Nikhazy and Jack Leiter? Man, those are going to be two phenomenal matchups. Um, I'm looking forward to both. I'm not even going to choose one. I, I, I'm looking forward to go into those games. Me I, too. I mean, th- those games seriously are going to be really phenomenal. You're watching four potential really high draft picks go at it there. And, um, you know, that, that, that'll be fun. I mean, it'll really be cool. I, I don't expect those to be very high scoring games, but um, it, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see us get after one of those guys. I've already heard about the number of credential requests for this series and it's going to be nuts. And I know that the stands are going to be absolutely packed. I mean, you're going to have over 10,000 people at Swayze field watching this. Give me Hoagland rocker on Friday night, only because it's Friday night to open a big series. And we know what that environment's going to be like. It's going to be absolutely insane. So that's the only reason why, because of the environment, as far as pitching matchups, I mean, flip a coin. I'll take either one of them. We'll get right back to Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions, after I tell you briefly about Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman and Chinese Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. 
So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Women, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. Oxford, Mississippi is always at its best in the spring and summer. The sun is shining, the square is popping, and you actually now get to go back to Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What could be better? But the only way to truly enjoy everything that Oxford and Ole Miss has to offer is to make sure you're still taking care of yourself, keeping yourself safe, and that you have a pharmacy you know you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221 or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at chaneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Galen Martin Music at GM Crutches. If Gilbert wanted to leave LSU... It would make too much sense for him to come play for Lane, but now I'm hearing that he may stay at LSU. What gives swing and a miss? Well, first of all, in-conference transfers aren't a guarantee yet. The SEC has to pass a rule and has to allow kids to transfer without penalty inside the conference, and they haven't done that yet. Yes, the one-time penalty-free transfer, it's passed. But the in-conference penalty-free transfer, it has not passed. And there's no guarantee slam dunk that it's going to happen. So let's just say Ole Miss went and got this Gilbert kid. There's no guarantee that he's the starting tight end next year. And it has nothing to do with talent or being the number one guy, beating out other guys. It has everything to do with, will he be eligible? Because we don't know. The SEC has not changed its rules. And until it does, a lot of this is kind of stuck in the mud. Ty Fagan, same thing. I think that's why Ole Miss continues to monitor the market. Outside of obviously needing more perimeter shooting if it can get it. But Ty Fagan isn't a guarantee to be cleared by the SEC. It hasn't changed its rules yet. That's the biggest thing right now. Corey Clark at CRC underscore 91. Brad, besides Matt Corral, which all players do you think land in the first two rounds of the NFL draft next year? The first two rounds, um, obviously you don't know who's going to come out and ball out. Um, But but looking at it right now, I will say that – the most likely two candidates, obviously, are Ben Brown and Nick Broker. Nick Broker being the um, the most likely candidate. Um, yeah, I mean, I know both those guys are at least, you know, talking to a to a few scouts are at least projected, you know, at the worst, third to fifth round, and they could play their way into something a lot higher. Uh, I think Broker is is going to be intriguing for for a couple of reasons. I think he ends up playing guard. I really do. Which, which, yeah, that, that's kind of how they view him. But the fact that he can play tackle and guard means, hey, if I take this guy high and, you know, it, he ends up not being quite, you know, as high of a draft pick, he's going to be a very serviceable player because he can play all the positions. So, you know, he, he's one of those guys that's kind of a safe hedge, um, you know, w- w- with his flexibility to be able to play wherever. So um, we'll, we'll be interested. I, th- I think I'll, I would put my money on Broker being, being the, the next likely candidate. Beham Ole Miss Club at Beham Rebel Club. Highest ceiling, TJ McCants or Gonzo. You're talking to the guy whose avatar on the Ole Miss spirit is a picture of TJ McCants with a heart around it. So what do you think I'm going to say? I love Gonzo. Look, the future of your program being TJ McCants and Jacob Gonzalez, holy cow. They're going to be two high draft picks. They're plus plus. It's so many different things in their game that they're going to be high value Major League Baseball prospects. That being the future of your program, you should be excited because they're dynamic. Jamez at Howmanwicha1422. Is Dean Leonard going to play in the CFL or play at Ole Miss another year? He'll play at Ole Miss another year. The reason why the CFL drafts a Dean Leonard, who's from Canada, in the second round, whenever they draft a Canadian kid that's still got eligibility in college, has nothing to do with pulling him out of college. It has everything to do with 
claiming his rights, holding his rights. So whenever he does leave Ole Miss, if he doesn't make it to the NFL, no other Canadian football team can sign him. He'll play another year at Ole Miss, and then if he doesn't make the NFL, he'll go play in the CFL for the team that drafted him. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. Who are other potential first-rounders on the current Ole Miss baseball roster other than Hoagland? This year, nobody. But for the years in the future, Hayden Dunhurst, TJ McCants, Jacob Gonzalez, maybe. I think Jacob Gonzalez is more like Greg Kessinger in the second. He can maybe work his way into the first. I don't know. TJ McCants is so toolsy. He's so toolsy. Those are probably the other guys, the other candidates to be first-rounders. But Hayden Dunhurst, for sure. There's one thing about Hayden, though, that's got to get cleaned up. Some balls are getting by him. Dropping balls, dropping strikes. And he's not throwing out runners at the same clip he was. I wonder if that thumb injury, that thumb strain or whatever it is, is really hampering him right now. It looks like it. Evan O at Evan LMNOP. First off, I love the podcast. Thank y'all for what you do. Thank you, Evan, for listening. As for my question, is it okay to tombstone pile drive a fellow Ole Miss fan who suggested we hire Matt Luke, joking or not, as offensive line coach? I mean, I mean, you know, there's going to be both sides of the fence played there. There's still Matt Luke fans, which, you know, I have nothing against Matt Luke. I think he's a great guy. He got a crappy end of the stick, so. Um, yeah, but I just don't think a return for him right now is, is the thing. I actually think if Matt Luke ever returns Ole Miss, it should be in the administration. Matt Luke got a job that he shouldn't have gotten. No fault of his for taking that job, making that money. And he did recruit a pretty good roster amidst some very tough circumstances. Should he have been the head coach of Ole Miss? No. Interim? Fine. Full-time? No. I blame Ross Bjork in that instance. I don't blame him. He was going to hire was Ross Dave Dorn, and then he pivoted. Why did he pivot? We still haven't found that out. Free scrap sack at free scrap sack. What receiver do you think will step up and be the go-to guy, or do you think this year will be more of a committee deal? Um, I think your go-to guy. I think you're gonna have three guys. I think you're gonna have Braylon Sanders. You're gonna have Drummond, and maybe Mingo. And the the make or break is gonna be of Dennis Jackson. And um, Jaden Jackson can kind of show up and and provide you know some good quality you know plays, and then maybe maybe one of the freshmen have a breakout, and then you have a you know you have a solid receiving core. But I think Braylon Sanders is gonna is gonna have quite a few yards this year, just just judging off some of the plays he he made while he was out there limit limit and limited time in the spring. Jack at Jack Hackett ten is Ole Miss due for a letdown this football season. Doesn't seem like we will get much production at wide receiver and tight end. I will tell you this. So there's a lot of expectation for Ole Miss this fall, and I certainly see it, and I'm excited about it. But I, I do think that there's there's a couple of things that has to happen. I think the wide receiver room, there has to be production in that room, and it has to be, you know, it has to be solid production because we throw the ball a lot. And then you're right, tight end as well. But the the key is going to be this: is the defense going to improve because I mean, if we come out there and can't stop a soul again, I'm telling you, it's you're looking at a 500 type season again. So the defense has to take a huge jump to 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 hit those expectations, and people are expecting it to happen. But at the end of the day, like, there's no guarantee this year. There's there's a lot of excitement. There is a, um, you know, there there is a there is kind of an understood like, hey, you know, going to be better. But I, I still think defense, and then there's a couple couple things on offense have to be have to be a little bit more sure. Yeah, as far as offense is concerned, what do they do in the transfer portal? We don't know yet. So from that perspective, worrying about the production at wide receiver and tight end, I'm not sweating that until I see what they do in the transfer portal. They're going to do something if it's Trey Berry or not at tight end and then at wide receiver. They've already tried at wide receiver to add somebody. So I don't think they're done there in trying to pursue other wide receivers to add to this roster. But also, J.J. Henry hasn't gotten on campus. Braylon Brown hasn't gotten on campus. We don't know who the slot's going to be. I still think they have enough talent at that position to where there's not going to be a sizable drop-off from what they did last year. Now, you're not going to have Elijah Moore who got open on what some absurd 71% of his routes. Of course not. You can't replace a guy like that with one other person. But you can at least put up the numbers spread out across a number of different guys and get incorporated into the offense in more creative ways like John Rice Plumley, Jerry Ely, whoever it might be in the passing game. So I think offensively, they're going to be fine defensively, that's where the improvement has to come from. If you're worried about expectations and almost falling short, offensively, that is cosmetic stuff, in my opinion. Defensively, 
What they did in the spring, yeah, they showed out. But Ole Miss offensively had pretty much everybody on the shelf that wasn't named Matt Corral. So let me see what they can do against an offense with all of its weapons, not just Ole Miss, but an opponent too. Yeah, they looked good. They looked improved. And I love what they've done with the secondary. But there are some obvious holes. Do they have enough edge pressure? Sam Williams has got to be that guy. Linebacker, they're still a little underwhelming. Lakia Henry, he needs to step up and have that productive year, that dynamic year that made us think that he was a potential future NFL draft pick. Momo Sonogo, this is your last year. You got to be that guy. You got to be that captain. Jacquez Jones, same thing. So there are some areas where you could be concerned. Offensively, it's cosmetic. Defensively, they sucked last year. Now it's time to take a step. You've got the talent. Jacob Springer, Otis Reese, Tavius Robinson, look great in the spring. Maybe he takes a step. That's what you've got to worry about. If you're worried about expectations, the other stuff, I think that'll be taken care of. I'm not going to worry about Lane Kiffin's offense as long as Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy are leading the way. Defensively, yeah. There's plenty to be worried about defensively. Antonio Batista at PD underscore Batista. For both of you, favorite golf course in or near Mississippi and your dream golf course to play? My favorite golf course in Mississippi is Old Waverly, for sure. Um, that I didn't play much whenever I, I was growing up, so I didn't play a ton in Mississippi. But um, favorite golf course in Mississippi. Old, Old Waverly is a pretty cool experience. I think anybody that's been there would say that's probably one of the better ones in Mississippi. A hundred percent. Now, my dream golf course to play, duh, Augusta. Yeah, Augusta's a, it's a, you know, it's everybody's dream. It's the hardest one to get on in the U.S. Yeah, I know. Stephen and Man at Stephen and Man Two. Is there a possible way for Ole Miss to get out of a regional with this bullpen? We're set up for a super in Omaha. Is spread out so it doesn't matter as much. But a regional is four to five games in three days. I don't see it. I do. Gunnar Hoagland and Doug Casey. And I think you're starting to figure some stuff out with Derek Diamond, Jack Frickin' Doherty. Wes Burton needs more opportunity. As currently constructed and as currently utilized, yeah, it's a concern. But it's not necessarily four to five games in three days. Almost got out of its regional by going 3-0. and oh. You just got to win three games. Now, if it does go to four and five games, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's concerning. <laughs> Who's your fourth starter? Yeah. Your third starter is Drew McDaniel. If Derek Diamond's going to be in the bullpen, he's going to be pitching after Gunner and Doug. Is it Wes Burton? Is it Cody Adcock? He was terrible against Arkansas State. Certainly not Josh Mallets. Who is it? I don't know. Tyler Myers, maybe? Maybe. So, yeah, you can get out of it, and you can get through it. Ideally, Ole Miss gets a good regional draw. Gunner and Doug do their thing. Taylor Broadway pitches all three days, because apparently that's just going to be what it's going to be all the rest of the year. And then Ole Miss goes 3-0 and goes to a Super. That's the best-case scenario. At home, in the Oxford Regional, that it will ultimately host. Justin Bush, at Bush Justin D. What is the dumbest thing you've bought from a Facebook slash Instagram ad? Um, I could honestly say I've never bought anything on, on Facebook or Instagram. I haven't had either of those in three years. So I have. I don't even know you can even buy stuff yeah. off there whenever I have. Yep, I have. I have. And um, I can tell you immediately what it is. So I am bad about impulse buying things. And across Instagram, as I was scrolling, was this mason jar that lit up by being shined on from the sun. So sunlight made it glow. And then you put a picture on the mason jar, and then it lit up with the picture. Okay, so it looked kind of great. I thought, you know what? My grandmother would love that. Put a picture of the girls on the jar, let the sun shine through on the windowsill as she's washing her dishes at home. I pulled that thing out of the box. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That thing was like $25, and it couldn't have cost them $1.50 to make it. The picture was like the size of a driver's license photo. So that was by far the stupidest thing I ever bought, ever. Or the dumbest thing I've ever bought, ever, was a timeshare. Don't buy a timeshare. Hilton Grand Vacations, yeah, they got me. You ever done something dumb like that? No, no timeshares. They, they, they actually have lawyers out there that help people get out of timeshares. They're so brutal. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Holler at me. Brad's going to hook me up with investment opportunities. Oh, oh God. I have no, uh, I'm, I'm not the one you want to listen to. And I guess I'm very aggressive and I, um, I, I'm not paper hands. I'm total diamond hands. I've made so many bad life choices. All right, last one. RKG is me at Big RK 75 Why doesn't Wes Burton 
get more opportunities to pitch. He's had some good outings. Seems as if they could have used him Tuesday night. I agree. This is a person after my own heart. Wes Burton needs to be pitching more. What has he got to do? Give my man Wes Burton some opportunity. College baseball's favorite psycho. Give him opportunity. That's it. That's all the questions in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sal. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate you. We'll do it again. Yep. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.